0: Hello and welcome to The Dirt, in partnership with Gardening Works. We're the podcast that celebrates all veg and sees this year's fails as next year's
1: compost. I'm Laura, editor of Grow Your Own magazine. And I'm Sophie, Grow Your Own's content writer. On today's episode, we'll be talking about gardening as a prescription, a campaign that's encouraging children to eat more vegetables, and a tiny African frog that's been found in a British school. But first, we're joined by Essex-based orchard grower, Kevin Wilson. Hello, Kevin.
2: A very good morning to you all.
1: Hello, oh, how morning. are you today?
2: Yeah, today's a good day. Today's a good day. Even though it's snowing, it's a good day.
1: Yeah, yeah. unpredictable weather here, apparently. So. <laughs> yeah, unexpected, because yeah. apparently it
0: was July last week, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: right. Very dramatic changes.
0: Oh, yeah. um, so how are things in your garden at the moment?
2: Well, things are ticking on. Uh, some things are still asleep. Some are waking up, some are thriving.
0: Thriving is good. We like thriving. Yeah,
1: yeah. it's a nice time of year.
0: Yeah. Um, so obviously Sophie mentioned at the start that you are growing an orchard. Would you be able to tell us a bit about the orchard, like the varieties that you're growing and how you're setting it up and everything like
2: that? Okay, well the orchard, it's two years old. Um, so planted January, February 2020. Um, so I bought the trees as whips. So, one year seedlings. Well, one year. Yeah, they are seedlings. Um, so, about two foot, three foot high. Uh, planted them all in. Uh, so, not a lot last year. Bit of growth. A lot of growth during the summer. Um, so, I'm in the pruning stage at the moment. So, I'm not expecting too much fruit. Uh, and if there is, I'll have to thin it anyway. But uh, So, I'm pruning for form at the moment. Uh, and then, hopefully, next year. Uh, we should start getting reasonable crops. should be good. That's exciting. Brilliant. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so what have you got in your orchard?
2: I've planted heritage varieties. So I'm not interested in uh, the trees that you would see in uh, the apples or fruit that you would find in Tesco's. Mm-hmm. So the varieties that I've got, I've predominantly gone for Essex varieties, the ones that have been um, grown and, and produced here. Um, but I've also expanded into Suffolk, Hertfordshire, and Cambridgeshire, where oh. Essex doesn't have that that, that breadth of, uh, of variety. So apples, pears, plums, cherries, one quince. Failed on the medalists, I'm afraid. Oh. Well, uh, well, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back to we'll, that. We'll, we'll, yeah. try, we'll try again for those.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, so, did you, when you were choosing your varieties and things, did you, I know you said you based it on location had you also been to tasting days or anything like that or no
2: no i mean there is there's a massive variety in, in, in taste between uh, different types of apples and not only taste you've got the texture as well i mean some yeah. are really flowery and personally i don't like those mm. um but but some people do and obviously the flowery ones have their uses So um, if you're going to be cooking they're, they're great for some dishes so as far as that goes I had it was it was well i, I got no experience of, of the taste what am I going to go for so luckily I found a website that was um, promoting heritage local heritage varieties and it was all to do with uh, it was all funded by lottery scheme oh, okay. that was brilliant uh, and they, all, the, all the plants are grown up in in Cambridgeshire in, in proper nurseries and um, obviously the cost is reduced because because it's partly funded by lottery scheme so so that was good and I based it basically on their catalogue because I had no real knowledge of the taste of heritage fruit, mm. um, which apparently is, is a, a lot stronger, a lot more vivid than than the stuff you would buy in, in, in the shops. Mm. Uh, and certainly with, with the few that I've had in the last couple of years, that there have been a few fruits um it's been lovely it's been really really tasty and some Mm. of them have been a real surprise
0: and you've definitely got space to expand haven't you so if you discover other ones that you (laughs) like
2: well I I can't help myself because when I go on holiday and if I go around uh, old places and there's 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 an old apple tree and there's fruit on the ground I can't help but i a couple in my pocket and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, see if I can get the seeds to grow. So I've got a Melrose apple uh, that, oh. that actually came from Jedborough uh, Abbey mm. um, up in the north mm. of England. Very old variety, hundreds of years old. So I know it doesn't come true because you're growing from seed, mm. uh, but the heritage is there.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, so we'll see what happens. It's, yeah. it's thriving at the moment.
0: Gardening experiments are... Mm. I mean, you can't lose anyway, can you? Even if they don't yeah. come true to type and stuff, you've. I just think gardening experiments are so much fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're still growing a whole thing, <laughs> just from. Yeah, that and here. you are
2: the, yeah. the exo- excitement's the wrong word because you tend to associate that with young children. But when you see that shoot just popping up above yeah. the surface, you go, yes, yes <laughs> such a nice <laughs> feeling. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah well so obviously this all does sound very successful as it is already but what would you say has been your biggest gardening success so far if if one comes to mind oh
2: well the gardening success really is they're all thriving they're all doing really really well apart from one that I killed um (laughs) stupidly but the hey-ho you know you 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 learn (laughs) but uh so i should i should try and find that variety again uh, and we'll pop it in um the root stock is still there so although the uh, the actual graft has died so i can stick another graft on it it'll be be fine hopefully that's that's the theory anyway but everything else is going well yeah yeah some some are really thriving some are okay Mm -hmm. Um, but perhaps that's because they're young. You know.
0: Yeah,
1: you,
2: We don't know. We'll see what happens.
1: The best is yet to come. Yeah, yes. yeah we'll, we'll see. You know. <laughs> anything,
2: anything, anything's better than nothing, isn't exactly. it? Exactly.
0: You know? Yeah, that's right. Um, and you were saying that you're in the um, pruning for form stages at yep. the moment. Um, how have you been finding that? Because I think pruning is often one of the things, we've often discussed it on the podcast, that it feels quite overwhelming when you first come to it. Yeah. Um, so how have you been finding that and um, did you have previous experience of it? Or? Absolutely
2: no previous experience. However, uh, because I'd kind of linked up with this this charity with regard to to, to to the orchards and in fact that charity is now finished, but um, one of the people that was involved with it is on the Orchard network. Um, so so they so it's a national network with with links to uh, uh, international. Orchard networks, mm. so so we've kind of kept up to do with that, and um, they run courses. Some of them are subsidised, some of them are not. Um, and one of the courses that I went on was a grafting course. Oh, pretty! So it was. Yeah. It was. It was great because you look at a tree that hasn't been pruned and you go, "Oh my god, <laughs> where, where do I start?" Um, but but when you actually realise there is no right or wrong way, mm. you know, if you make if you make if you muck it up, well. Okay, you muck it up. You know, you got nothing to gain that year, but the tree will will generally recover, mm-hmm. um, and and it will do something else, and, and you work with that. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you you no tree is the same, are they? I mean, we all know that mm-hmm. nothing is the same. There is no proscribed form for it it will do whatever it wants to do
1: yeah but is a thing of nature isn't it it's very wild and very wild we can only yeah, try exactly. and tame it <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so we
2: keep it under control I mean yeah. if we left it to its own devices it'd be a huge tree
1: yeah
2: um, so so we graft them onto onto rootstocks that manage the uh, the size of them um, and then we just go from there
0: yeah. yeah that's such an interesting thing as well about the okay it might not have gone right this year but there's always mm-hmm. always next year because I think that's something that we of, we often talk about on here that plants want to live, they want to grow. So, yeah. although I, I mean, I certainly know I have felt the fear in a very real way about am I going to kill my tree by pruning it wrong? But <laughs> I mean, it it wants to try and grow, doesn't it? Does. It? Yeah. Whole, it does. It does. The, the, the trouble tree. is, yeah.
2: the trees haven't read the same books. No,
0: no, <laughs> they <true>. definitely haven't. <laughs> Maybe that's where we're going wrong. <laughs> need to uh, educate these trees.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they do what they want. Yeah, yeah
0: they certainly do. Yeah. Um, so obviously the successes are always nice to talk about, but this wouldn't be the dirt if we didn't flip to the other side of the coin as well. The dark side. Um, <laughs> would you be able to tell us about any of your gardening fails or mishaps or... Strange things that have happened.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know whether it's uh, um, broadcastable, but uh, um, you you read, <laughs> you see the YouTube videos, and you read the books, and you think, oh, natural urine is a, a very good uh, fertilizer. Yep. Oh, I, I actually killed one of my trees <laughs> <laughs> by working on it too much. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a bad uh, fail, That is that's oh, entirely fair. down to entirely down to me. Hadn't drunk enough water. <laughs>
0: So is that the one you mentioned you're going to have to start again? Yeah, with? Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the key message here is stay hydrated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. yeah, if you're going
0: to take one thing away from this podcast, <laughs> drink yeah, more water.
2: Drink more water. <laughs> and, and, and another thing as well, I mean, I, I grow all my trees in grass, so um, they just get mown a few times a year. Um, and, of course, you have the, 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 the competition with the grass, but I don't find that's, that's, that's too much of a problem but i i had I, as a child my mum used to do apple picking uh during the summer holidays and and she dragged me along <laughs> as 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 mums do um but i actually loved it because there were other kids there and we used to run wild through yeah. these orchards and there were yeah. wildflowers in the orchards and it was fantastic you know yeah. and i thought oh, i'd love to have wildflowers in my orchards growing through the <laughs> grass you know it'd, yeah. be, it'd be brilliant no fail Oh, this disaster! I think I think I pro- probably planted thirty or forty packets of, of, of uh, oh. native wildflower seeds. Mm. No, I think I'm, I've probably got about three plants. Uh, <laughs> oh. <you know>.
1: <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> so oh.
2: we'll see. The yeah. seeds are still there, obviously. Some yeah. of them, some of them may come up in a few years' time. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, so, no, that didn't work.
0: <laughs> oh. Um. Also, you have um your. Free-ranging animals um, <laughs> have they posed any issue to the orchards? Yes, orchard?
2: they blasted. Well, have <laughs> I, I, well, I have a pig, as you know. I have a pet pig, um, and she has found the orchards, but um, she's not too much of a problem at the moment. But the danger is that she that she'll mm. lay in the sun against one of the trees and just snap it off. Mm. She's mm. she's a small pig, but small pig is still 20, plus, big 20 plus stone, you know. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> um, so, so she's not too much of a problem at the moment. But it's the chickens. The chickens are my main – I keep the chickens and I, and I love them to go in the orchard because I think they're going to eat the pests. Mm. And they certainly do scrab around underneath the trees. Unfortunately, I mulch my trees, you see, mm. with, with uh, decaying straw. Um, that I get from a local farmer, he very kindly uh, uh, supplies me with uh, with some of that for a, you know a couple of notes into his children's piggy bank. That, <laughs> you know, that's, that, that's fine, but of course the chickens love scrabbing around in all this kind of mouldy old straw. Mm, you know? yeah. So constantly have to keep raking it back under the trees. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah, we um, we do actually have quite a lot of chicken keepers who read the magazine and listen to the podcast. So that's something they'll. Definitely be interested in, but you've um, recently added to your flock, haven't you?
2: Well, we have, yes. yes. And how are uh, the
0: new ones settling in? The,
2: the, they are absolutely fine. We 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 go we we go for the rehoming of uh, ex. They're not battery hens anymore. They're mm. they're barn hens. Okay. Um, and we find they that they've adapted quite well. So they go around in their little group. The older chickens go around in their little group, and occasionally they all come together. Mm. Uh, there is a peck in order uh, but they it's surprisingly amicable I, I have to say having introduced new chickens to, to an old flock in the past it can be quite quite violent to, to watch them but but these no, they settle in they, uh, they, they scoot off when uh, when they're told to by the older chickens and, and it's fine. Um, but yeah so the barn hens actually um, settled in quite well. Yeah.
0: And, wow, what a life for them now.
2: Oh, yeah. It's got to be better than what they had before, hasn't <laughs> Absolutely. it? I Absolutely, mean, yeah. However, <laughs> they take their chance, and I say that because uh, uh, we had a local fox come and visit us oh, like oh, a, no. uh, a few days ago. Our um, property's all fenced, but, but foxes are they're wily, cunning little creatures. Mm. Um, and I found a couple of places where they'd obviously dug under the wire. Mm. Um, so we, so we lost our our, our, cock- our cockerel Sparkle, which Aww. is a bit of a shame, and uh, one of the brown hens. But uh mm. yeah, oh. it is what it is. That's yeah. what fo- foxes and foxes do. What foxes do, you yeah. know. It's yeah, and also our job to keep them out, not not the other way around. But
0: the life yeah. that those chickens have got with you and all of that amazing space now. Yeah, I mean, I think they'd. They take the risk level compared
1: to what they had before. Wouldn't I, they? I would like to think so. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And yeah. also, Sparkle is a wonderful name. For <laughs> I really like that. <laughs> so he went yes. out in style.
2: He, he definitely did. Yes. yes. He, I like to think he uh, he stood his ground when uh, when uh, the fox approached and uh, gave his girls time to get away. You know. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> Heroic <Yeah>.
0: one. <laughs> yes. This podcast's for you, Sparkle.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs>
1: Oh. Oh. Now, have there been any particular garden hacks that you've picked up over, over your time um, gardening? Has there been anything that you'd like to recommend?
2: Well, I, I don't do very much with with my garden at all, I have to say. I, I, I take the view that nature will do what it does and I go round and for the first year, because the trees were new, I went round and I was squishing all the caterpillars I, that I could find on mm. the trees uh, but now I take the view: Well, okay, the trees are a bit—they're a bit bigger now. The root systems are well, well uh, established. You know, if I get a few caterpillars on the tree, well, okay, I'll get caterpillars. Yeah. You know, the the tree isn't going to die. I may I may uh, not get any fruit from that um, this year, but I've got eighty trees.
1: You know, That's right. I've got, right. My, <laughs> I've, got <laughs> more,
2: I've got more fruit than I can. You know? So I don't worry about it, and and I hope um, that we've got loads and loads of wild birds around us. I hope that they will f- discover the caterpillars and the aphids that are on the trees yeah. um, and take care of it um, themselves. Mm. So, so th- that's a, that's the that's the, the the premise that I'm working from. So we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. I
0: yeah. think that's that's another thing that um, is a very big theme that we've noticed in the magazine and everything recently. Um, people really are looking to more biodiverse spaces. Yeah. It's it's such an important thing at the moment, isn't it? And I think it's only going to continue to I get hope, more important I, I, I as well. I hope so. I really
2: yeah. hope so. I really do. But, but that's is, that is a personal thing. I know, it's not, I know some people love chemicals, but uh, it, you yeah. know, it's, it's not for me. And, and why, should, why, why should everyone be the same,
1: you know? No, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I think as well, it's also there's something kind of freeing about handing that over to nature. Yeah. Because I certainly know there have been, I mean, I'm, completely organic in my garden, but I've tried all of the organic slug methods possible. I think it was last season, my French beans, I had the, you know, the sheep's wool pellets that you put around them. Um, I'd made a little stone wall out of these little (laughs) slates that we had, tried everything. And I think I got through about six rounds of French beans and they were just annihilated. And it got to the point where I just thought, do you know what? I'm going to put one more lot in yeah. and I'm not going to do anything. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And there was something so freeing about not worrying about it every second
1: of the day. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it does. It becomes a, a stressor, doesn't it? Looking out and yeah, it does, all the time. It does, and, yeah, it does. And that's it. On
2: the on my, on my first year round, I used to pr- patrol the orchard, you know, mm. looking out for these, uh, these invaders. Now, I love, quite like to see them. Yeah, it's yeah, all these different different kinds of cat- yeah. caterpillars. I mean, not yet, obviously, it's too early. Um, but uh, I did notice a couple of weeks ago that uh, there's already some eggs on, on uh, one of the uh, apple trees. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. yeah, well, you've got a thriving space. That's the good thing.
2: Uh, well, it? that's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah that's how yeah. I look at it. Yeah, and I and I hope it will do really well, and I hope I will see lots of uh, bugs on there because if 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 you're trying to encourage predators to come into the garden, they've got to have something to eat.
1: That yeah. is very very true. Yeah, and awesome. and it's actually like you say about the caterpillars; it's quite interesting to see all the different colours and somewhat. You know, yeah. some of them are really beautiful. Yeah, absolutely, and it's nice to appreciate them. I, I, I remember last year I grew some radishes and I had just some small whites, caterpillars, literally, they were just the most boring green, but I was fascinated <laughs> by them. And I remember I like, I really wanted my radishes to grow, but I was also like, wow, I'm, I'm providing you with food. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be a butterfly one day. <laughs> and, and yeah, it, they did destroy everything, but it's fine. <laughs> it's good to enjoy it while you can. Exactly. Yeah. I think yeah. as well,
0: it must be nice to see the life cycles of the wildlife with the grandchildren as well, because well, it's lovely because that-
2: we ha- we had lots of green and yellow striped caterpillars uh, last year, mm. so it wasn't going to do any harm. So, so we took about three or four of those, uh, grew them inside in in a, in a jar jam jar. I have to keep replacing the uh, the food every uh, every couple <laughs> of days, um, but yeah, they grew up and uh, one of them hatched. Uh, uh, well, chrysal- chrysalized. Oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and hatched into a butterfly so yeah it was it was interesting certainly yeah. interesting for the for the, for the grandchildren yeah. definitely
0: yeah because I mean that's the sort of thing that you don't I know you learn about these things at school but actually seeing that in real time yeah. must have been fascinating for them definitely definitely yeah. Yeah. and also giving them an understanding of the world around them as well Think, but also
2: yeah. that there is a life cycle, mm-hmm. you know, thing, things start, they grow, they die. Mm. You know? yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's an important lesson. Yeah, that
0: is very true. Although I will probably say that you're the first guest we've ever had on the podcast that has voluntarily raised a caterpillar. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> I love that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> when, it's not, when, it, when, when it's not your livelihood or you're not yeah. relying on that stuff um, for your family to, to eat, to keep it, uh, to survive... It becomes fun, you know. Yeah, it yeah. really is fun to, to, to like you say, to let it go, to just be free of that stress mm-hmm. uh, and watch what happens. It's really, really fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think as well because um, another another thing that we've focused on quite a lot is the well-being benefits of being outside and in the garden and things like that. And I think if you make everything into another chore, yeah, then it stops having that benefit of feeling like you're stepping away from all the yeah. stress for a minute yeah. that's very true, and that's I think crucial for a lot of people but I mean as we always say particularly over the last couple of years just having any outdoor space has yes. been amazing yeah so this is always quite a difficult question I think because narrowing it down to one is usually quite hard but what would you say has been the biggest lesson that you've learned since since you've started your orchard
2: you can't do everything just, just accept you're not going to do everything. Do, do what you can. Do what you want to do. Don't feel pressured into doing stuff that you don't like doing. It's a hobby. Yeah. Do it for fun. You know. Do what you want to do. Let the rest go. So, does it honestly matter? It really doesn't, does it? You know.
1: That's very Just true. let it go. Yeah. 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 As you say, it should be something that takes you away from. At, at all the other stresses that we exactly, have, exactly, yeah. Know, yeah. And, and by
2: letting stuff go, you find out what you really do like. I yeah. mean, I found out. I mean, here's me, guy who's who's had more than a few uh, breakfasts sundries built. bill, <laughs> and and well, you find out that you know some of the stuff. You, I don't like growing flowers. You know, my Ooh. wife loves growing flowers. My daughter loves growing flowers. She like actually, daughter likes bulbs. Wife doesn't like bulbs. So <laughs> so, it's, so it's good, you know. And yeah. I found I just like growing. Fruit, mm, yeah. I, I, you know, whether it be blackcurrants, currants, whether it be trees, whether it be nut trees, um, I like growing that. And if I can grow one from seed, that's even better. You know, yeah. no, I have no idea what it's going to turn out like, um, but it's but it's fun. And in fact, I I, I I had one of my one of my trees is a braintree tree seedling. It's it's a local tree to Essex. It's it's probably not grown anywhere else, uh, but um, I had probably. F- Four or five apples off that last year. Uh, all had loads of seeds, nice, big, fat, juicy seeds. Right. Planted them up, had loads of plants, loads of seedlings. Well, this year I, I, I ordered some grafts uh, online. Uh, they came, uh, and I'd run out of rootstocks. So, what do you do? You know, it's too late to order more rootstocks. You know, because I'd left it too late. So, I had all these brain tree seedlings, um, seedling seedlings. In fact. Um, growing, they're, they're probably only a quarter of an inch, three eighths of an inch diameter. Sorry, I don't do metric. But, um, <laughs> so, but they were nice, nice chunky little little seedlings, and I thought, well, give it a go. You know, I've got enough to uh, to to waste, so I, I, I use those for the uh, for the grafting. Uh, it all seems to be going well. There's uh, there's yeah. leaf appearing on on the scions, so yes, yeah. Yeah, doing well at the moment, and that that's a sort of. Fiddling around, I quite like. You know? Yeah, that, yeah. And, and and if you can let all this other stuff go that people tell you you should do, but you actually don't like doing, you've got time to carry on mm. with the things that you do like.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think as well, there's a bit of the um trying to lose any fear around things not working. <laughs> like you saying with that, you just thought, well, they look good, and I'll give it a try. I think quite often particularly people that are new to gardening, see enormous, beautiful, perfectly manicured gardens and have a real fear of things not working. Mm. Actually, sometimes things don't work, and that's how you learn and how... I mean, and also the fact, another one of our great catchphrases, no two seasons are ever the same. So Mm. I think it's so good to go into something and think, right, this is an experiment, it might not work, but if it doesn't work doesn't matter i've tried it and that's i think that's really positive
2: Mm, very true very true i mean last year was a dreadful season from for for the plums i think i had one plum out of all the trees that i have because where we were it rained um virtually every day that the trees were in flower Mm. so we so we had nothing yeah it was such a shame but the trees put on lots of growth so this year hopefully if the if the weather's a bit kinder we should have a good crop Mm.
1: Right, it it serves you in the long run,
0: doesn't it? So I feel like (laughs) hopefully. The really important question here is, how did you decide who got to eat the one plum?
2: Well, I I, I decided. (laughs) (laughs) I decided I've grown this. There isn't enough to share around. It's not something you can cut into various segments. Do you know what? This looks like a really tasty plum.
1: <laughs> yes, going <laughs> to enjoy this. <laughs> then go back in.
0: Sorry, everyone, there weren't any plums.
2: Oh dear, <laughs>
0: <laughs> not one. <laughs> um, so before we let you get back to it, what what's next? For well, the orchard.
2: Well, uh, I, I'm not allowed. Uh, the boss inside, he, she who must be <laughs> obeyed, says you've got too many trees. No more. So so okay. So. I might sneak the odd one or two in here and there. <laughs> um, but uh, at the moment I'm growing figs. Uh, I've discovered figs. Mm. Um, so I've, I've got a few varieties. I've, I've ordered science because uh, obviously we've, we've just had the um, the grafting period uh, and I'm rooting those on uh, and they're all coming up. started buds are breaking so it's all very exciting. And also uh, I hope to put a couple of... Uh, uh, rows of vines in grapevines this year nice uh, so we'll see and they see don't count happens. as
0: a tree so I can do it loophole <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the figs are very exciting me what varieties of figs are you going for
2: well uh, I can't remember all of them but um, panache is one uh, I, I already have uh, turkey brown um, so I've got Couple of others, I can't remember the names at the moment, but uh, they sounded okay, sounded nice. Oh, Blue Dolphin, ah, that's yeah. One. yeah,
0: regular listeners and listeners that only have listened once will all know about my <laughs> <laughs> my tree <victory laughs> that I'm obsessed with, um, and that one's Rouge de Bordeaux. Ooh. And um, I'll, it's I'll, not.
2: I'll do you a swap for scions. Yeah, I next do actually. Year.
0: I do actually have some uh, some cuttings currently growing on. So yeah, I'll mm. definitely pass one on to you. But it's. Um, It's not, strictly speaking, one of the best varieties for this country's climate, but the fruits are incredible. They're massive and really juicy and really flavoursome. But I'm, yeah, I'm holding back any expectations because it's had a a really hard prune that it really (laughs) needed this year. So um, we'll reserve judgment for the moment on whether we'll be seeing any of those fruits. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kevin. It's yes. been great chatting orchards with you, and Very um yeah. yeah, you'll have to give us some updates once the seasons oh, I'd love once to. the seasons yes. over and hear what happened with that. Well, if it's a
2: good year, I'll bring some fruit in.
0: <laughs> oh, please oh, do even better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or even even better. Get yeah, Catherine to make some of them into amazing cakes to bring in to us. Oh, yeah. Oh, because people, oh. without any context, that won't make sense. Kevin's <laughs> daughter is one of my best friends. So, um, <laughs> yeah, and her cakes are amazing. So if she can turn fruit into cakes and you can bring them in as well, that would be really great.
2: <laughs> I don't know whether we'll have enough to spare. But, uh,
0: Might be
1: eaten on the way.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but thank you so much um, for chatting with us. That's been really great. Thank and you. Sophie, shall we hear from Gardening Works? Yeah, let's go. Raise your growing game with Gardening Works. Gardening Works has all you need from composting the old to planting the new. Specialists in all things wood, visit the website to see the full range of award winning compost bins, raised beds,
3: and much more. Gardening Works is passionate about gardening, wildlife, and the environment and make sure all of the wood used in its products is FSC certified and sustainable. Gardening Works products are handmade in the Ribble Valley to the highest possible standards. By using the high quality compost bins, you can be making your own compost from your own plot in no time.
0: Find everything you need to create your perfect vegetable garden by visiting gardeningworks.co.uk That's gardeningworks.co.uk
1: Hi, gang. Hey. Hello. How are we? Yeah, good. Not too bad. I think we finally thawed out. <laughs> it's a very cold day today, <laughs> yeah. isn't
3: it? Oh, my goodness. A bit of a shock to the system after the sunshine and stuff we've been having recently. But Yeah, yeah. I do have to say, driving here in the snow was novel. Mm.
0: <laughs> Didn't expect
1: <Yeah>. it. <laughs> <laughs> it. Felt a bit like an April Fool's joke, <laughs> but not quite. <laughs> oh, almost. Oh. One day early. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, Maybe I hadn't that. even thought of that. No, <laughs> being fooled by our own British weather. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: dear, so how how are things in your gardens, how are your plants, how are
1: everything? Well they were doing well, but I feel like after last night I was not prepared, I should have checked the weather forecast and I didn't, <laughs> so I'm not sure if, if the peas are going to be thanking Aww. me. I have had one come up from the ones I sowed outside mm. and the others haven't died yet, oh, so that is good. my... Positivity update, and the chili is now nearly a foot long, probably oh. a high. Oh. <laughs> um, it's it's really it's got so many new leaves on it; oh. it's crazy, but it's very exciting. I, I was saying. <laughs> every time somebody comes into my room look at my chili <laughs> <laughs> the chili's
3: got bigger oh my gosh you're avoiding your room now like yeah. oh no she's gonna ask me to look at her chili again
0: Without I mean, fail. Emily <laughs> says you who has house guests <laughs> yes. and forces them to look at your seedlings
3: <laughs> I'm like look though look how many leaves they have like yeah this is not interesting information for anyone but me but um but <laughs> mine are doing well as well Good. and I had a really funny um moment I think it was last weekend so about two or so weeks ago my mum gave me some sweet pea seeds that she'd already sown in a little pot and she said oh you know that would be nice to put in your back garden because I need some things to sort Mm -hmm. of bulk up the space a little bit Mm. so I said all right then left them on my very sunny kitchen windowsill and obviously we had that glorious weather over sort of the end of March and um you know it gets warm in my kitchen obviously as well and they sprouted to life very very quickly and and growing really well so Mm -hmm. I assumed that my mum was in the same boat as me and then she came round um on Sunday and (laughs) said oh my my seedlings haven't sprouted yet (laughs) I was like Oh no. Go and have a look at mine. And she was so outraged that, like, my thing, <laughs> I hadn't done anything. I'd literally just watered them once and left them to their own devices. Yeah. I think yeah. she'd over watered them, left oh. them in her conservatory, which got a lot colder than my kitchen did. Mm. So they had that fluctuation of temperatures and they just never got yeah. going. Yeah. And she was so upset and I felt oh. the, the guilt. but Did she sweet peen up <laughs> them back? She's going, yeah, she's starting again. She, like, yeah. they, she dug them all up and all the seeds had gone like mouldy oh. so yeah they're a no-go I'm afraid but bless. I love a sweet pea yeah, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to get them you know get them started really but yeah. um
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to harden mine off at the moment I don't know if it's Aww. too early but I've been trying I've read different things on the internet I've, I've read you know some people say it's too early some people say go for it they're, they're tough enough <laughs> but, but then maybe with the snow yeah I'm, I'm <laughs> rethinking luckily I haven't actually put them out today so mm. uh, you know <laughs> done the right thing there <laughs> uh, I, i'm yeah. still
0: so behind on all my veg i really really <laughs> really need to pull my finger out yeah the fruit stuff's going fine the blueberries are looking oh, nice again oh, leafy again good. the currants and raspberries are coming back into leaf and old figgy's got some buds on oh, so oh. happy times in in regards of fruit but i yeah desperately need to uh my finger out and also I looked at my herbs that I haven't looked at since last summer and they needed some work <laughs> so <laughs> but I feel like now that we've got the lighter evenings yeah and stuff, there's time to get out there and do
3: some things yeah I definitely exactly. want a herb bed once I've oh, really yeah. sorted out my back garden that is certainly part of mm-hmm. the end plan have a nice little so garden it's so satisfying and oh. useful
0: And also then means that you don't have to buy those little pots from the supermarket that uh, don't last very long and also die really fast. (laughs) That's it. That's true. Um, But herbs Mm. link quite nicely to what I'd like to talk to you both about. (laughs) Because um, herbs are obviously really good for certain well-being elements. You know, the smells, the textures, you can make nice teas and salves and Mm. spend lovely time in your garden for well-being reasons so I found a story in the Guardian um, about (coughs) the fact that gardening is obviously proven to help mental health um, and is actually now being prescribed by the NHS Mm. Um, and the author of a new book is talking about it appealing to the senses and how whatever you put into a garden you get out so much more than you put in. Um, so I just wanted to really ask you both about your experiences of that. Is there anything in the garden where you really feel like, wow, that gave me back so much more joy or fruit or <laughs> whatever? And do you also feel like that has a positive impact on your well-being when you're in the garden?
3: Hmm. Yeah, i definitely say so. I think for me, with the, with the life cycle of plants, it's actually when the flowers start sort of opening up for some reason really gives me a great sense of satisfaction. And yeah. even if they don't always turn into fruits and they don't, you know, it doesn't always happen in the way I'd like it to. It's just that sense of like, I'm doing something right. I'm getting, it's a real sense mm. of accomplishment that I get back from it more than anything. Like yeah. harvest aside, really. Yeah.
1: And like you say, it's so just... The, the actual satisfaction of seeing something come out of a seed and like you've actually like grown that i think that's a really really nice thing and yeah. i was in the garden the other weekend and just the idea of being around nature as as cliche as it sounds it really is like a a nice thing i mean i i was i was in the in the bed the other weekend i was when i was sowing my carrot seeds <laughs> and honestly couldn't have like you know made it any better than it was but i had some there's a, a pair of blackbirds who I think are the same ones that are in my grandparents' garden. They're so tame. They <laughs> literally wait on my grandparents' conservatory doorstep and will look through the window like Aww. waiting because they feed them and they're nesting in their garden. Aww. And they are just like friends with my grandparents and, and and I think it's the same ones because they were so tame and lovely and and I was just sort of fiddling around in the soil and they were just hopping around the garden having a bird uh, like having a bath in the bird bath, <laughs> and and it was really lovely and then there was a little blue tit that came on on another plant and I just felt like oh like they're just yeah, we're just doing our own thing yeah. but we're, we're co it's really yeah. nice that's um, so lovely I think that's I can quite see how it could be a prescription because even just breathing in the fresh air, is just so much better than sitting inside all the the time. Yeah. That
3: interaction with animals actually. Yeah. Yeah. I know obviously that comes part, you know, hand in hand with going on the plot and stuff like that. But just like you say, watching birds like hop around in the little bush together or having a bath or for some reason that makes me really happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And just knowing that that, like there's such bigger things in the world, like we have our worries every day Mm. and, the, these creatures are just going about their normal lives and they don't mm. worry about the things that yeah. we do and that they're, they're living just fine. So yeah. I know yeah. that they're very different to us, but, <laughs> you know, it just things in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. You don't know that. They
0: might be doing a little blackbird podcast right now. <laughs> so yeah. we were in the garden and, and that woman was there again. And, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I think as well, there's something, the element of what it gives back to you is, um, so many sides to it it gives back to you in a well-being sort of way and the feeling of satisfaction but also the fact that I mean what you were saying about it's amazing what comes from a seed you think of a tomato seed and then you think about everything that comes from that tomato seed and then even the fact that after that you say might have family or friends over for a summer barbecue and the fact that you can put a salad on the table that comes completely from The garden around you I think Mm. you definitely do get I mean the author of this book is right you
3: definitely do get back more than you put in Mm, in multiple different ways sort of tying into that I suppose because it's all about your experiences of food and where it comes from my story for this week is I know it was launched a couple of years ago but it seems to be bringing back the tv adverts in force of the eat them to defeat them campaign (laughs) which I just I hadn't actually seen the advert until a couple of weeks ago and I absolutely loved it I know (laughs) Sophie was a little bit freaked out by it it just
1: really scares me I don't know why if anyone hasn't seen
3: it it's essentially uh, an advert that places vegetables as the bad guys (laughs) that are going to destroy the world and children have to step up and eat them to defeat them and I just, it's obviously uh, yeah. surrounded around encouraging children to eat more fruits and vegetables, which I just think is a fantastic idea. Yeah. Even, yeah. even if the sweet corn teeth are oh, a little bit. Oh, my
1: goodness. I, I have <laughs> to admit, I think it's a brilliant idea. I love the idea behind it. And I think it's i think it's just me, but the sweet corn teeth were just too much. I mean, I need to, have the to pep- Google this. Hold the on. Pepper's face was yeah. the stuff of nightmares. Yeah. But it's also very effective
3: yeah and i think any interests that you can like you surround vegetables with is especially where children's concerned, is, is a fantastic thing i mean this website you can play vegetable based games online Oh, there's downloadables that you can print out like coloring um coloring in Im- images and posters yeah. and all sorts of things just to make it that bit more fun yeah and yeah. um they have school programs as well, which they actually launched. I think it was in end of February this year, they've started to launch a new school program. And from their findings of last year, they had statistics that said that 59% of kids ate more vegetables. Wow. 77% cool. of kids said it. the campaign made vegetables more fun. Aww. And 83% of schools reported that it was more popular than any other healthy eating initiatives because so of that good. attitude yeah. towards it. Um yeah. So yeah, I just wondered if it sparked any interest in children, you know, if, if they've got relatives that garden and things and yeah. you know, I just think it's such a creative way of creating that positive um connection yeah. with, with growing and, and gardening and, and that sort of thing.
1: Yeah.
3: yeah. Um have just Googled it and we'll <laughs> say that
0: there is something marginally sinister about the sweet <laughs> corn. <laughs> there <laughs> is. And the pepper. I don't know what it is about the pepper I mean at least the seeds and the pepper make sense as teeth
1: true I mean the sweet corn has far too many teeth (laughs) yeah I mean but I mean do you think I mean
0: I don't know about because personally as a child I really liked vegetables yeah but do you think that as a child this would have encouraged you
3: uh, yeah I mean obviously yeah I was very much the same I did enjoy my vegetable but I, I'm thinking of my brother actually because he has never liked vegetables <laughs> he still doesn't and he's 24 um so but I think as a little boy had they said you know you're basically a superhero you know you've got to help <laughs> help the world yeah. and do your bit yeah that definitely very would have inspired him mm. yeah percent. Yeah,
1: yeah. it does it it feels like you're doing it for a, a good like you say heroic mm. purpose mm. I think
3: children like to feel like they're part of something bigger. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I just think it's genius. I like to say, yeah. uh, creepy images of vegetables aside. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, they've got to look like bad guys. Yeah. You know? you've, got, you've got to make that, them look like a part. It's it brilliant. Was,
0: it's so yeah. good. I also think we should at this point set a listener challenge that if you can make any of your veg look like any <gasps> super villains from oh. the DC or Marvel
1: universes, please do <laughs> let us know. Oh, we'd love that. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Pepper I, Iron Man. <laughs> Although that's a really good idea, shouldn't Kale be Iron Man? Oh, <laughs> oh, very good, <laughs> very nice. Oh, I love it. i uh, uh, sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of other ones now. Yeah, I, I mean, mean Hulk, Green <laughs> Marrow Beast. <laughs> maybe we'll Uh,
3: leave this to the listeners yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) I look forward to seeing what people can come up with (laughs) so Sophie what's your story for this week
1: mine is actually it's not about vegetables but it is about frogs and I know I know know a lot of people do like their frogs in their gardens because they are good you know helpers on the side get rid of all your little pests that you don't want like the slugs <laughs> yeah that's right but this article is actually from express.co.uk and it's about a tiny tiny green frog the size of a fingernail that sneaked snuck sneaked its way sneaked <laughs> <laughs> its way into a box of bananas right the school moves and they found this frog and it was a tiny little you know tiny frog from africa it traveled oh 5000 miles so it was. It wasn't from around here, oh. and it lived to tell the tale. And it lived to tell the tale, oh. and they kept it in a little damp box, to, to, and what well, they call the RSPCA, and then, and then they came and took took it away, and oh. see, looked after it nicely, and. Well, that's lovely. I know some people might be grossed out
3: by it. I'd be utterly delighted. Yeah, so would
1: I. (laughs) I I would very, I'd find it very hard to part ways with it, actually. I'd want it for myself. I I volunteer, (laughs) I'll take the frog in. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, it is apparently no bigger than their fingernail. It was so tiny, which I think is incredibly sweet in itself. Yeah. How on earth did that little frog not get squashed? I don't know. He was very, um, maybe he's done it before, maybe he's been around the world. Yeah, <laughs> jet setter. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it was a Merseyside, the school. So they, they obviously were quite excited. And it's apparently one of the only, I think it's an eco-ambassador school um, in the UK. Yeah, It's one of 12 huh. eco-ambassador schools nationwide. So it was the right place for it to end yeah. up. Yeah, exactly. So it, he was quite fortunate in that he landed there and they, they knew what to do. So
3: On the broader spectrum of frogs, actually, thinking back to when I was a child... That like the, the pond in my nana's garden was what drew me out into the garden. Mm. I don't know why I, well, I'm still am sort of slightly fascinated by frogs. I just think yeah. they don't look like they're from this world sometimes. Yeah,
1: do they? they're a bit alien like. Yeah. yeah,
3: but I love when them. green. Yeah, I think they're fascinating, and like I say, they're they're part of the plot ecosystem. They eat pests, yeah. and you know they're an important factor for gardeners as well. So yeah. maybe not the little fingernail size. Yeah, he'd one. get a few maybe a <laughs> tiny aphids or
1: something. Yeah. <laughs> Can't think of the, the tiniest. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's but, lovely, and I'm yeah. glad that it
0: survived.
1: Me too. I mean, you know, he's, he's on on tour, isn't he? <laughs> Ring frog on tour. You'll see posters. <laughs> <laughs> the fingernail says
3: precise frog. I feel and visit him in person. I feel so strongly that there should
0: be a Pixar film about this.
1: Yeah. Me oh. too. Oh <laughs> well. Disney, <laughs> yes. if you're listening, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. he he does. He comes from the Ivory Coast. This little frog, apparently. So, <gasps> so, so. maybe
0: he could be the hero character Ooh. in the Eat Them to Defeat Them.
1: Yeah. <gasps> yes. Give him a cape. A tiny, a tiny, tiny cape. tiny
3: cape. He came here on a banana. I mean, what more could you want That's from his space hero. character? Yeah. Yeah, he come, yeah, yeah. He's an
1: alien frog from space. You mm. travelled here on a spaceship banana <laughs> and
3: it's now it is running know.
1: now yeah.
3: <laughs> it writes itself eventually yeah.
1: <laughs> on the yeah. next episode
3: of The Turd <laughs> <laughs>
0: in the saga of the frog yeah. in Sophie's Corner yeah. if he lived there I would be very 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 chuffed Aww. yeah yeah Sorry, I'm just gulping my tea here. I realise that's probably disgusting for everybody to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I think we've got a lot to think about. Yeah. It's been an illuminating chat. Yes. yes. And uh, Sophie, I believe you've got some
1: jobs on the plot for us. I do, I do. If you live in a mild part of the country, the good news is that you can get some of your outdoor sewings out of the starting gates. Beetroot broad beans, carrots, lettuce, and radishes are just some of the crops perfect for sowing now. Do hold out and stick with the undercover sowings in colder areas for now. Even though it feels like spring is firmly here, try and keep frost protection to hand. You don't want to get caught out and have your precious new crops ruined. Dry days are the ideal opportunity to carry out formative pruning of any new fruit trees you've added to your plot. If you're unsure of how to do this, there are plenty of great guides online to offer advice. Or head to our brilliant forum at growfruitandveg.co.uk to ask for tips. If you fall on the dig rather than the no-dig side of the fence, remember to avoid turning your soil when the ground's wet. Wait until drier days when there's less risk of compacting the soil. Have a great week and until next time, from all of us here, happy growing!
0: This episode of The Dirt was brought to you by Gardening Works, wood specialists providing high quality, sustainable raised beds, compost bins, and much more. Find the website at gardeningworks.co.uk
3: for more information. Thanks again for listening to The Dirt. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for free to make sure you never miss an episode. We'd love it if you could rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to spread the word at your allotment site, community plot or even just over the garden fence. Plus,
0: as a special treat just for listeners of the debt, we've got an exclusive Grow Your Own magazine offer. Head to growfruitsandveg.co.uk forward slash grow2, that's G-R-O-W and the number 2 or call 0800 904 7000 and quote GROW2 to to receive three issues of Grow Your Own straight to your door for just £12.99. That's a saving of 38%. Every issue is packed with gardening advice, expert tips and tricks, and jobs to tick off your list, and each magazine comes with brilliant bonus gifts, often a selection of seasonal seeds. Check the episode notes for details and terms.